And the high road is not choosing between the good and the bad. Anybody can do that. You can do that without God. But the high road is choosing between the good and the best, and always choosing the best. Welcome back to the Baptist Friends Podcast with Dr. Clarence Sexton, where we gather around truth, friendship, and world evangelism. Today we are joined by our fellow Baptist friend and Crown College alumni, Pastor Kendall Wadley. For more information about Baptist Friends Canada and how you can get involved, please visit reachnorth.ca. Kendall, when you were here at Crown College, how did God work in your life and give you direction for Canada? Well, through the chapel messages and through the classes here and the encouragement of Pastor and Mrs. Sexton, they encouraged me to do something um, inconvenient for myself, for the Lord, to die to self and to really labor for Christ. What was your course of study here at Crown College? It was pastoral ministries. And what are some of the experiences that you had that shaped you as a Christian at Crown? Well, there are several experiences, many times trusting in God for your finances. That was one thing. Another thing is is we, we were challenged to be in more than one ministry as a student to reach people. There are some opportunities here as a student at Crown College that you can be involved in. What are some of those things that you became involved in, and how do they help you? I was involved with a juvenile ministry where we would go into juvenile delinquent centers and preach the gospel. Also in the nursing home ministry every week and the Volunteers for Christ ministry, the UT ministry, reaching people at the University of Tennessee campus. I know Pastor Sexton had a burden for the UK for many years, and in 2006 the door was open for young people from here to go and work and be involved in church planting ministries in England. And I know you were a part of that. Tell us a little bit about how that shaped your decision about going to Canada. When I went to England, I came from the south, the Bible Belt, and went to a place where there are lots of churches that were closing. And most people you talked to didn't really know a clear presentation of the gospel. And that really motivated me to go to Canada because it's much the same spiritual condition to plant churches there. What are some distinct differences between Canadians and Americans culturally? We know both countries share the same border, um, very similar in many ways, but what are some important differences that a church planter like yourself has to be aware of? Well, the um, main thing that we need to remember about Canadians and Americans that are different is they think differently. So they don't really promote their country as much as the rest of the world. So it's a very international mindset. But that also helps you when you're witnessing to people to know that you can reach the entire world from Canada. So another thing is is they don't really like the idea of bragging about your country. They just believe in going about doing what you need to do as a citizen of your country. And so that's very helpful because that helps us understand that when we're planting churches, we just need to be humble about it, and God can do a work. What is the religious landscape in Canada like? Is it very similar to the United States? Is it vastly different? Uh, the spiritual condition and temperature there, how would you describe it? The spiritual condition in Canada is that years ago there were many people who preached the gospel, but it didn't start really as a Christian nation. There was a large Catholic influence at the beginning with Catholic missionaries that were there. There's a large French influence and First Nation influence, which would be like uh, uh, American Indian influence there. And that was uh, the big difference in the beginning of the nation, and so you have to think about that when you're planting churches there. Who helps you while you're there in the church planting work and evangelizing? I know you do open-air street preaching and a lot of gospel tract distribution. Who are the people that are currently helping you, and is there a need for more laborers? We have a graduate 
two graduates from Crown College, Sean and Kirsten Stewart, and their daughter Ava, and they have one baby on the way. They're helping with our youth, and they help us with a lot of evangelistic ministries. They come with us, and we're praying that God brings more and more. My wife and I are there laboring, and several members of our church that are the real backbone of what's going on. Well, it's great to hear God has sent laborers. I know there's always a need for more people in the gospel work. Tell us about how you came to be in your current church building. It's a beautiful facility, and there are many churches that are closing around Canada. How did God provide for you to be where you're at now? We were in a storefront, and we needed to be in a new building. And we went to the nursing home ministry to preach, and the chaplain there asked us, are you looking for a church building? And we said, yes. And he put us in contact with an Anglican church, which is like an Episcopal church in the U.S., And that minister contacted us. We took a tour of the building and prayed about it for a week. And then we began to uh, seek the Lord and make others aware of the great need. And the Lord provided the money for that building, for the down payment of that building, in 28 days. Let me ask you this. What are some ways that churches in the United States could be a blessing and encouragement to people like you who are laboring in a very secular society where there is a great deal of apathy how can people here in churches, pastors, Christian workers, be a blessing and encouragement to church planters in Canada? Well, the greatest thing everybody can do, whether they take a trip to Canada or not, is to pray for us. Um, we need that. Laborers here that may not be able to travel, they can pray here in the United States. Uh, also, we have a need for laborers, and so we love to have youth groups come from the United States who can travel up and help us help us evangelize and teach others. We also have people who have graduated from school or in any age, really, that would like to come up for a mission trip. We like to help them and direct them and then educate them on what the church planting work is like in Canada. You just mentioned a mission trip, and how is it that young people could come, perhaps teens or young adults, and be a real help to the church planting and evangelism work in Ontario? I know you have certain times of the year that you do gospel outreaches and gospel missions, Tell us a little bit about that and how people from the United States could come and be a part of that. Well, the warmer months are during the months of April through August, and so during that time of year, it's very easy to have groups come up. We've had them come up for as little as three or four days, or they've come up for eight or nine days. And then we have students who are Bible college students who will come up for an entire summer that will help us. But they'll come up and help with uh, VBS, Vacation Bible Schools, and they'll also help with our gospel missions. And our big trip that we take young people on every year to show them the great need is to Toronto, where we go there for two days, one night, and we hold a gospel service there, and they get right-hand experience on witnessing to five million people. It's an amazing opportunity, especially the city of Toronto, Uh, one of the most international cities in the world, people from all over the planet converging in one place. Literally, it is possible to reach countries around the world with the gospel there in one city, and that's an amazing opportunity. If people would like to know more information about that or how they can join you, how could they get in contact with you? The best way to contact with me is uh, through email is kendallwadley at gmail.com. That's K-E-N-D-A-L-L. Wadley is W-A-D-L-E-Y at gmail.com, or you can go to our reachnorth.ca website, and my email is there. Also, you can email through there or contact us that way. Now, you've established a legal entity in Canada that enables you and other church planters like you to be able to purchase church buildings or have church buildings that are empty 
given to you. Could you tell us a little bit about that legal entity, the name of it, why you've established it? We have what we call the Canadian Christian Heritage Mission, and really it's distinctly Canadian. It promotes Christian heritage, and we're on a mission to reach Canada with the gospel. That's a name to say that others in the United States as well as Canada can be a part of what we're doing. But we're a registered charity in Canada, and all the funds that come through to help church planting and support churches come through that account. So we have a bank account, and that money is sent. You can you can donate online as well as contact us personally and donate as well. Tell us a little bit about daily life in northern Ontario. Perhaps some of us who have not traveled there often uh, may think about uh, igloos and Eskimos and dog sleds, but life is, is very unique in northern Ontario. Tell us a little bit about perhaps some of the summer activities that would happen. Is there fishing or hiking and things like that in the winter? How much snow would you get in the winter? How cold would it become? Tell us just a little bit about daily life there, would you please? Many people talk about the winter, so I'll mention that. It gets sometimes 40 below zero for a couple of days in the winter. And people go ice fishing during that time of year. They'll drive their pickup trucks out on the lake that's completely frozen over, and they'll drill a hole in the ice and go ice fishing. They'll do snowmobiling and skiing and sledding during that time of year. In the summertime, their fishing is very big where we are. They actually go moose hunting and deer hunting and bear hunting, all kinds of wildlife there to, to be a part of. And there's lots of outdoor trails that people hike on as well, which is um, really, if you're an outdoorsy person, it's a real benefit to you. Sounds like a sportsman's paradise. And I know a lot of people are interested in that type of thing. There are churches who have men's groups who are interested in going somewhere, maybe on a fishing trip, but also a dual-purpose trip that would enable them to do missionary work. Is there something available that you would have in mind for church groups to do that? Yes. Um, and our town is quite known for the, the fishing. is quite good. And many people come up even from Toronto to our town to fish. And so if you had a men's group who wanted to come up to North Bay for a week and help us with projects there, as far as evangelism, even helping with our building repairs, things like that, as well as evangelizing the community and teaching or preaching, we would work with you as far as that goes. And you could fish as well. I know that you are engaged in helping people with vacation Bible schools, not only in your own community, but also uh, places two or three hours away uh, into the province of Quebec and other places as well. Uh, there are folks who are able to help with VBSs. You also go to First Native Reserves. Could you tell us a little bit about that summer ministry, reaching out with the gospel to young people in Canada? Yes, we, we believe in reaching all people with the gospel, and so there's an opportunity in any province that you look at to preach the gospel as well as do these vacation Bible schools. And so what we're trying to do with them is connect with pastors through our Baptist Friends work and our work with Reach North and the Canadian Christian Heritage Mission so that we can send students out there every summer and workers to send a team of them to conduct these vacation Bible schools because I can't travel every week because I'm a pastor, but the students can, and it gives them a great experience as well. It's exciting to hear about something you just mentioned, Baptist Friends Canada. Pastor Sexton began Baptist Friends here in Powell many years ago, and we're seeing that influence spread really around the world. Tell us how Baptist Friends Canada is connected to Baptist Friends International and how it works there in the North. 
Well, it's very similar to what goes on to Baptist Friends International. When I was a student, that's when Baptist Friends International started at Crown College and Temple Baptist Church. And I had a burden on my heart then. I just saw it as a Bible conference as a student, but as I became a pastor, the Lord really uh, spoke to my heart about starting something in our area to help these discouraged pastors. And it really started in a library with 26 people. And this year, the Lord's provided, I believe, 12 pastors were at our meeting. Then we started a branch of it in Vancouver area in British Columbia, which is really a four or five days drive from us. And they contacted us, and we've been able to see that start as well. We're looking to influence every province and every territory through this Baptist Friends meeting. Now, some people are apprehensive about something like an organized fellowship or a denominational headquarter. Is that really what Baptist Friends is, or is it something different? It's totally different than that. We wouldn't put any control over any local church, so it's not a denomination in that sense. But it is a fellowship in the sense that churches fellowship with one another when they come to Baptist Friends. They come mostly for an encouragement so that they can go back home and be engaged in their community in evangelism and discipleship. I know there are a lot of churches that are perhaps small in attendance in your area. There are some very strong churches in Canada. We're all very grateful for that. But how can you encourage Uh, pastors that may be discouraged. What are some things at Baptist Friends that help those people go back to their local congregations renewed and encouraged to go on? Most churches, as far as where we are, are not self-supporting churches. So it's a very encouraging thing to have a Baptist Friends meeting where we have resources when those pastors get there. We can give them books from Baptist Friends International that encourages them from Crown Publications that we can put in their hands so that they can teach Sunday school material to their church. They can be encouraged themselves. They can preach through outlines that God has given them. And it's a it's a great help to them. That's one thing. Another thing is the fellowship and the encouragement of other Christians. So when we train them through sessions that we've been taught through Baptist Friends International, that helps the people in Canada where we are be able to train their people as well. What is a book um, that has been written by Pastor Sexton that you would say has been particularly helpful in your ministry there in Canada? I know there are several books that have been written. Uh, Sunday school curriculums are available. But what's the book that you have been most helped by, perhaps? I believe the becoming a first century church has been the best help to me personally, and I've heard more feedback from other pastors from our Baptist Friends meeting. Well, tell us some ways we can particularly pray for the Near North Baptist Church, for your ministry there, your desire to see church planting increase all around the provinces of Canada. Give us two or three specific ways we can pray for you there. First of all, you can pray for our family and our church that we remain faithful to the Lord, and we're evangelistic in our community, and God opens the hearts of people in the city of North Bay. We need to strengthen that work. In the city of Sudbury, pray that God provides an evangelistic team and a pastor and his wife in the future that will take that work, and God calls them there. As well as you can pray for uh, teams of young people and laborers to come up year-round to reach people with the gospel. Well, thank you so much for your time today, Kendall, and we're praying for you and the work there, and we trust that God will give you much fruit for your labors. God bless you. Thank you so much. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Baptist Friends Podcast. Never miss an episode by subscribing today. And join us next time as we continue to gather around truth, friendship, and world evangelism.